0: Before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. Uh, That is Eric Sari, Andy Herbrand, we've got Lauren L and Paul C., and, of course, Nate Hanson with Hanson Screen Printing.
1: And, Paul C., if you can reach out to us and let us know how to pronounce your last name. We just don't want to pronounce it wrong, which is why we haven't said your full last name. Yeah. If you want to just tell us how to say it. And uh, Yeah, also, thank you for reaching out, too. Um, I'm hoping one of these days we can go up to your deer camp and maybe film something. So thank Absolutely. you for reaching out to us. We appreciate that. Now, on to the show.
0: All righty. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History.
1: I like this intro.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This one's a little wild, right? Uh, So, this is, uh, of course, Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. And uh, we, of course, are your hosts. I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we have a little history coming from the Waukesha County area, uh, specifically Genesee Depot, which uh, if you haven't been over there, it's down uh, 59. Yep. Uh, you kind of run into it after 67, North Prairie.
1: 59, you're yeah. going to hit it at some point.
0: Beautiful little area. Love the country drive. Uh, we are talking about 10 Chimneys Uh, It is a house, and uh, we are talking about the people kind of behind that masterpiece. That's Lynn Fontaine and Alfred Lunt. Is it Hunt or Lunt? It's Lunt. Okay. And uh, we have great Wisconsin music from Folk Circus. Uh, which uh, absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, Russ, we were just kind of jamming to that track before we started here. Uh, I absolutely love Folk Circus and everything that they do. Their music is absolutely phenomenal. We have another Baruski, Ravuski, which, uh, hey, these are getting really good.
1: Yeah, we got some good ones coming up. That last
0: one from Company was amazing. Yeah, great stuff. Um, We have another edition of How Many locals You At, M.F.? (laughs) Uh, in a special interview today again which is amazing I'm sure you didn't see that coming Yeah, but of course we have an interview to just present to you and we've talked to some interesting people so uh, remember as always like us rate us uh, subscribe do all the things man Uh, I'm super into uh, what we're doing here at Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, and uh, uh, the thing that kind of keeps us turning and burning here, it not only the Patreon stuff, but your likes and rates and subscribes and and all that stuff, really honestly helps so much. Oh yeah, um, more it's it's more than you even imagine uh, would be the case. You just hitting the subscribe button on YouTube or giving us a five star review and and leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts, those things just boost us even more
1: and we continue to grow month over month and uh, we really appreciate everyone for you know spreading the word and uh you know like we said we're never going to lose who we are uh we just want to be able to promote some of this music you know get the word out there about the history you know talk about some of these beers in wisconsin and let you maybe even hear from one of these makers of the beer you're drinking or a museum or something famous and
0: if you drop by any of these places that we've talked about and maybe we were the the driving force in, in guiding you there Tell them that. Be like, hey, you know, let's say you These show up. pretty cool. Yeah, maybe you show up at Mobcraft. Maybe literally say to them, hey, we're checking you guys out because we heard about you on, uh, you know, this uh, Wisconsin Drunken History podcast. Really cool stuff. Also, hey, go check out our website, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Uh, we are, uh, um, we're the 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 builders of this site. I run this damn thing. I I literally (laughs) put it together. I change it weekly. Uh, uh, But hey, there's links to the Patreon stuff. Maybe you don't know exactly what Patreon is or what you get. I'm sorry. Obviously, we've been lacking a little bit in in, uh, content, uh, especially for that uh, uh, Patreon stuff. But, we are going to be boosting that uh, a lot here in the coming months. It's going to be massive, especially with the uh, October episodes oh, looming. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a big thing. So, uh, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com dot uh, for Patreon. You can definitely check out our tea public. Snag a t shirt. Snag a sweatshirt. This is sweatshirt weather, baby. Yeah. Um. And and it it's absolutely amazing. So, uh, for less than a price of uh, maybe a single coffee in uh, in a for the whole month. You know, you spend five bucks and you get a little bit of extra content. Support our show. Yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest thing. You know that uh, you're helping to support uh, this completely independent thing that we have running here.
1: It's two guys running social media, websites, scheduling interviews, writing the episodes, getting everything, music together, talking to these bands. It's a lot. We we appreciate it.
0: We out here. Uh, (laughs) So, hey, I'm done talking about that shit. All right, Russ. Let's get right into 10 chimneys. Not 9, not 8, There's ten, not 11. Give me 10.
1: Sounds good. Here comes number Dace, if you Ooh, will. I just came I back from Mexico. I'm finally done. How is that, French? So now we can start doing some more of these Patreons as Eric was talking about them. I'm done with Mexico. I got a new job, and uh, here we go.
0: So I have the same job.
1: I think before we discuss 10 chimneys, we have to talk about the people behind the home, right? And like I said, in every episode, it's hard to sum this down. Like This is like the most compressed... Of both of these people that I could do to save this episode from boring you guys too much. Right? right,
0: yeah, we don't want to talk about it forever.
1: So, Alfred Lunt Jr. was born in 1892 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was the son of a lumberman and was interested early in theater from the age of th- three years old. He would spend many of his summers in Nina, Wisconsin, which working on his aunt's farm. Nina, Wisconsin, Nina Foundry. Shout yeah. outs, guys. And uh, so we have a Wisconsin native here. And Alfred's family would face a divorce, and his mom and stepfather lived in the Genesee Depot area where his stepfather was a practicing physician. His family faced financial issues and was forced, some of them were forced to move back to Finland which then was under Swedish rule, and to live with his stepfather's family sometimes. So Alfred would spend some summers with his stepfather's family, as said before, where he found the love for Finnish culture. And uh, as a Finn myself, the sorry name, uh, I respect this completely. The uh, idea of sisu, if you guys know what that is, respect. And he would return to Wisconsin during the school year and attend school in Waukesha and his college career at Carroll College, which is also in Waukesha County, where he majored in oratory, which at the time is where he learned the art of persuasion, speaking, writing, and all things in this genre. He appeared in many plays in the area and designed, built, and painted scenery. And in 1912, left the area and made his way to Boston, where he became a successful stage actor getting acclaim in the area for his role in Clarence in 1919.
0: Ah, Boston! Park
1: yeah, car, Boston, hobby hey there, hey, guy. Hey, I'm Boston guy. Yeah, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a couple of these guys. Hey, I like the Celts
0: <laughs> or whatever they say. Nice Boston. <laughs> yeah, oh, I sorry dig about it. that.
1: So, Lynn Fontaine, <laughs> Lynn Fontaine, on the other hand, was born in 1887 in England and also from childhood knew she wanted to be an actress, starting first in a rendition of Cinderella in 1905 as a chorus girl. And would in 1916 move to the U.S. to further expand his career and found success in a role in Dulcie in 1921, nice. 1921. The two would fall in love in 1919, where they would meet backstage, backstage in a rehearsal in New York. Hey, 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 guy. Hey, ah, hey pizza. In the trunk de, Hey, Say, give me a thin slice of pizza. Hey, there. And would end up marrying a couple years later in 1922. Despite all the success Lunt would face, the love for Wisconsin would never leave him. And in 1913, initially bought three acres in Genesee Depot, which would slowly morph into the Ten Chimneys home. In 1915, they would hire architect Charles Dornbush, who would begin to draft the, the first sections of the building, of the house, with a large room with the staircase in, uh, I kind of put this, just think Titanic, how the staircase was, right? You walk in, there's a two staircases going right Whoa. and Whoa. Yeah, pretty fancy stuff.
0: Yeah, that was a really nice staircase.
1: And that led up to the gallery, which had two doors leading to the bedrooms. They were on tour often, and Alfred's mom, Haiti, and his siblings would actually live there year-round. And he and Lynn would join them in the summer months, when they are off stage and kind of home and mingling in the area. Ah. Like many, they realized it was a bit weird, even though it was their home, to live with parents. So they set out to build a cottage just for themselves to live in the summers. Constructed from originally was a chicken coop, expanding the property quickly. Cool. Yeah. Featured many high-class items like a corner brick, stucco fireplaces, sloping chimneys, and a Swedish and Scandinavian decor and inscriptions throughout the home. So they had like these like Swedish... Um give give us our daily bread obviously it's norwegian but Ah. scandinavian inscriptions those are the kind of common ones i thought you were choking on something nope those are kind of your standard home um sayings i know we have some wedding plates that were given to me from my norwegian side of the family wow like old schools but lynn's room was different as she wanted to be chic and reflect the area was white on white um, and you know, it was all the carpets and other things were stitched and sheep's and it was like all nice and clean and chic, you know. She yeah. had a Hollywood star, so she needed to have that. And so the two would continue their careers and would land roles together in 1923. They appeared in their first place, Sweet Nell of Old Drury, and following year being in The Guardsman, a highly acclaimed and was later made into a movie. And over the years, together, they would be in over 140 Broadway plays and were considered the first Amer- the first family of American theater. In 1932, they decided they wanted to live in the main portion of the house and moved Alfred's mom out. Hey, get out of here. Take the kids and get, get would out. Would you get the hell out of here? I'm tired of you guys. All Pizza. Right. Out to the cottage. And they, they renamed the cottage to the hen house. The hen being his mom, obviously, right? I mean...
0: Just, is that like a mother-in-law's quarters or something <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah, pretty much you know?
1: same thing, similar as his mom. and So they would continue to add on to the property and would eventually become the 60 acres of land, which is what it is today. And in 1936, they added the L-shaped swimming pool and the cabana. And in 1938, they began to add more into the home, into the main quarters for the cooks and the housekeepers to be able to stay in the home full time. And in 1939, they added the metal gate you're going to see when you actually come into the property. Nice. Yeah. In
0: 1947,
1: they added a chicken coop and a greenhouse to help with help from, uh, and advice from specialists from the UW Ag Department right at University of Wisconsin, which is pretty cool. Which
0: is awesome because they have an an amazing Ag Department.
1: Yeah, they do. And one thing I am jealous of is they added a studio in the home, which is pretty sick, right? So they had a rehearsal space. Um, and this was all made out of hewn logs from uh, a building taken apart in Sweden and reassembled onto the property. The pass and retaining walls were also added landscaped to t- kind of tie everything together and the house would continue to be added, including a music room, hidden room concealed by a bookcase, a flirtation room, which was actually a room where they could bring people and kind of mi- mix and mingle right I don't, I don't think there was orgies going on. There. <laughs> I, don't
0: that, I don't think it was that I don't think it was
1: that racy, but
0: kind of sounds like it.
1: They added a lot of Swedish fireplaces That eventually would equal the number 10 Thus giving the property its name 10 chimneys Because the property has 10 chimneys on yeah, it, right? yeah The property was also a functioning farm Where oats, flour, alfalfa, and clover were grown They had livestock including clous, c- clous. Clowns hey, clowns. Hey, hey,
0: clouds, hey. They had a bunch of clowns
1: Clowns hanging out Where butter was made They churned some clown butter Chickens <laughs> and pigs And also an orchard Which is awesome Like They kind of had all the stuff right on the property and it was a perfect crossover from being a high-class actors and also the roots of Wisconsin and uh, the simpler b- beginnings, right? Being tied to the farm and the big screen. This property was kind of a combination of both things.
0: Such a very cool, yeah.
1: And upon retirement, they would return and spend the rest of their lives in uh, Genesee Depot wow. home. And Alfred were passed away in 1977 and Lynn in 1983. Hmm. In 1996, art advocate and restaurateur Joseph W. Garten purchased the property and the Temp Chimneys Foundation was founded to help preserve and share the estate with everyone. Everything is still preserved in its original state and it was barely disturbed and left to reflect the era that they came from. The true public opening would happen for the first time in May 26 of 2003, which would have been uh, Alfred Lunt's 81st, the Lunt's 81st anniversary. So their wedding. Was of their first, wedding anniversary. Pretty, pretty wow. cool and today can still be visited from May through November and still offers a property to theater professionals as a resource and retreat to kind of go there and practice and work on their skills. Wow. Pretty cool. And I have yet to visit, but it is definitely on my list of things to do in Wisconsin, and it's just another piece of incredible history. And this is just the backstory. Um, we want you guys to do more digging and get out there, right? Yeah. That's it, the whole point of this
0: podcast. Physically go see this place. It's a... Uh, um the The pictures and, and stuff, I don't believe they do it justice. No, not you at all. and I will definitely have to get out there and, uh, and and physically, you know, see it ourselves. But really cool piece of history.
1: Yeah, you're gonna see like the old, um, you know, Art Deco stuff that they had, all that old furniture, that Scandinavian stuff I was talking about. Um, just a really cool piece of Wisconsin history. And uh, we couldn't be Wisconsin podcast without featuring ten chimneys, right? Absolutely, it's a pretty, pretty big piece of history. Here, I love so. it that's going to conclude our main segment and now on to our music segment
0: all right so we are moving on to our music segment yeah we got a good one today
1: actually yeah. uh one of our patreon supporters andy herbrand um kind of referenced me to these guys they were playing at one of the places he was working at um they're called the folk circus yeah they're out of uh jamesville wisconsin area they have that folk americana and bluegrass sound to them this one specifically, I think, kind of fits the episode, Going Home, the one we chose today. Right. Ten I think
0: Chimneys, uh, it just Kind of, sort of garden, fits.
1: and it, it's perfect, right? And uh, yeah, they're just a really good band, kind of uh, up and coming. Um, I think they have a full release album. And like I said, Andy turned me into these guys, and like, yeah, it's, it's great that they're like right in my backyard. I, if For those of you don't know, I live in the Rock County area, so they're right in my backyard. And uh, yeah, these guys are just phenomenal, and uh, I'm so glad Andy turned me on. And uh, just just amazing band. Andy, yeah, Andy turned you on. He got me rigid, bro. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Kept me rigid out yeah. there. Um, Andy,
0: you know he he he's a good. He's dude. good with his uh, duct tape and uh, <laughs> other fasteners. <laughs> Holy smokes, Andy! At one point, we'll we'll definitely have to tell that story about Colorado. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it was um, a fun time, man. And uh, but this band, uh, Folk Circus, as Russ kind of already said uh, just really cool, uh, good music. It's refreshing, uh, and and it, uh, uh, great musicianship. Uh, again, as we've mentioned a few times with, with these bands, it's just cool. Uh, it's like, you know, a couple of, uh, uh, well-oiled musicians that, you know, just really can, can get in sync with each other. And, and that's, uh, I mean, music is, is really difficult to do. Um, You know, Russ and I have have been in a a few different bands together, a few bands apart. Uh, We've tried writing our own solo stuff, and uh, uh, we can really, really appreciate what is happening here uh, with uh, all the different bands that we play. And again, Folk Circus uh, is absolutely amazing. This song is called Going Home.
2: I've seen flowers, I've seen hills, I've seen sage and daffodil Seen rolling hills or wildflowers forever I've seen blossoms in the trees Blowing back and forth like sea sands over Oh, but nothing new compared to the daisies in my lover's hair back home Got a right, got a right, got a God-given right Got a right, got a right, got a God given right, going home. I ain't cruising anymore, soon as my feet are through that door, I'm going home. I've been roads driven lanes through the South Dakota plains, had to hike down to the wagon wheel for water. Plateau, watch the atmospheric by show. And the wind blown through my hair, told me secrets I can't share with the folks back home. Got a right, got a right, got a God given right, got a right, sure as heaven up unknown. Got a right, got a right, got a God given right. Soon as my feet are through that door, I'm going home. Given right, got a right As sure as heaven went unknown. Got a right, got a right Got a God-given right You're going home
1: was good i like it man yeah it's great it's kind of folk americana like i said it's like um that old timey sound a little bit
0: i feel like you can you can hear a train it's there's not a train but it's a <laughs> yep that's <laughs> yeah. that drive that you train know. snare yep it's the drive man for, for the whole song though uh it's not just the the snare but like you know uh, uh I, i've talked to uh, our friend connor scarrow of, of the show uh um, no show Cadillac is what he goes by on his uh, for his band, but I've talked to him, uh, you know, a hundred times about hey, this music that features like uh, banjo and that sort of like washboard kind of shit. I-, I just I'm I'm attracted to it because it's it sounds simple, but you know, to you and I, that is difficult, man. What's oh, yeah. really di- what's really different about a banjo, and I won't go on forever about this, but the fretboard is it's part it like halfway down it becomes another string like they add in a whole nother like thing you know right right the top is just like three strings and the bottom else sudden they add that fourth or whatever it's a wild instrument and I call it the stringed snare drum because it kind of is and uh, I just absolutely love everything about this music and I'm so glad that uh, like you said Andy kind of pointed us out to uh to folk circus and now we have this whole other band that we can just listen to yeah it's
1: great and uh yeah definitely go and check them out either uh, on their social medias or their band you know the band camps the usual things to reach out to bands these guys are great book them for a show or something too you know local shows or but yeah we we love these guys and uh, we hope we can do what we can to uh, get the word out and uh, thanks again folk circus for letting us use your music
0: so we have a a beverage review and uh this one is from uh Minaqua Brewing Company which uh you know my uh, my in-laws have a uh, a place in Minaqua and so that was kind of like my first my first time ever going up there was with them and to to kind of experience that area um was, was really fun. And then I started hearing about the brewing company and it, it just so happened that it was kind of during a, uh, a weird time for them. Uh, their building, uh, was sort of shut down during COVID and they just had way too much real estate for just brewing beer, you know? Uh, so then, uh, however it may be, they ended up, uh, basically leasing, or selling their their brewery, uh, building their facility to uh, Oak Fire Pizza. Yep. And uh, I have now since eaten at that facility. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, obviously, keep in mind, hey, everybody's uh, experiencing staff shortages. So don't be rude to your weight staff. They're doing their best they can. Uh, with, with the, the means that they have. Yeah, I've been,
1: I've been so bummed about Minacqua, the, the Paul Bunyan restaurant, which is like always my still stop up to reopen, north. Yeah, because yeah, they can't find enough help. And the Paul Bunyan restaurant is like always my stop up north. Yeah, Like that is the place to go to get a big old breakfast. And But yeah, I mean, yeah. like everywhere's having hiring issues, right? It's not yeah. just oak fire. It's everywhere.
0: Right. So uh, Minacqua Brewing Company then moved into a new facility uh, where they are basically just focusing on uh, the brewing operations. And, uh, so this beer, uh, is kind of a product of that. And this one in particular is called the Bernie brew. And it has a wonderful, uh, characterized, uh, picture of, uh, Bernie Sanders, a politician, uh, just all around a, a decent dude. He's a Vermont Senator or uh, not Senator, uh, Vermont, uh, whatever. And, uh, um, it, obviously the memes that, that are about him with the mittens, uh, uh, those sort of took off within the last year, which is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. in this one, you know, I, I love Monaco Brewing Company and, uh, th- but the thing is with the
1: podcast, we don't want to get political, right? So we're going to kind of beat around the bush and just talk about the beer itself and not, cause yeah, there's but, some pretty cool stuff on the can, you know, um, but we don't want to read some of it because we don't want to offend anybody. We're not going to get into politics. Well, That's yeah. not what we want to do, right? It's just the Bernie brew. It's And, a lo- and yeah. as
0: a part of our show, what we do is, uh, uh, not political, so we don't want to, you know, uh, kind of dive into that. I just thought that this beer, uh, I found it at Total Wine, by the way. Uh, I thought that this beer. Looked very interesting, and I thought, um, you know, it's. I don't think we've actually even featured a beer from Manaqua Brewing Company. Uh, We have talked about Manaqua Brewing Company, but as far as tasting or reviewing a beer, this is our first one, and it's great.
1: It is called something specifically, but it's technically a lager, right? We're not going to go into the politics. We're not doing anything political out the can. Like, I just don't want to get into that right now. Um, But it is a lager. It's coming in at 4% ABV, and uh, low on the IBU scales, again, it's coming in at 28 IBUs. And yeah. you're probably getting your standard like lager hops in this one. So it's very low on the hop. It's more the maltiness up front. I was
0: just gonna say, did you get the maltiness almost in 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 a like a chocolatey um, coffee ish?
1: Yeah, it kind of has that that bitter back end note like a coffee almost. But obviously the IBUs are lower. Um it's like it's like a MGD steroids, right? Because it's a lager too, right? But it's like an M G D steroids. Yeah. It's it's more of malt. It obviously I don't think they're using corn in this to be honest. They're not cheapening their beers up. These are craft beers. No, so these are craft beers, yeah. So these this they're using more of the like the lager malts you're gonna use to make a lager.
0: Um and it tastes great. You can definitely tell that it's 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 a malty forward uh, uh beer. It's great. Yeah,
1: it's very good. Um it's it's definitely, you know, at the four percent A B V, like it's it's a drinkable beer. You're not gonna get messed up. Um the can art, like Eric said, is really cool. Obviously you got a picture of Bernie Sanders on the front. Bernie Brew I a, wish they would have just used the mittens one though, man. Yeah. The cross it just leg has a, mittens. Has a smiling face of the uh the Bernie we all know. The man the, himself. The with some green and white. Um I think it's a great layout on the can. Obviously I don't want to get into the politics, so I'm not gonna read the description off the can, but um the one cool thing is um five percent of the profits do go to the um the the super pack that they do own. Yes. Which, which we're not going to get into with their left or right. We don't want to do that. But sure. some of these can sales are going into their super pack, which support the candidates or whatever, or whatever issues they're supporting, right? Which is pretty cool that they can they have the money and the means to be able to support whatever they're supporting. Um, but yeah, I mean, Monaco Brewing Company, I mean, if, if you want to learn more about them, just check out their... Um and the one thing that I Social will say is right.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I will say that that hopefully doesn't necessarily, ta- you know, go into the, the political side of things. But uh, Bernie has always been uh, a uh, just a, a self-funded type thing, you know, independently funded, um, which I can absolutely respect. And I think that everybody can certainly respect. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, the, the one side of politics that that always sort of seems to be the, the worst is is. Uh, the funded side, you know, and, yeah, and, exactly. and people always have that agenda, especially when they're trying to give hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, uh, to a political candidate to, to kind of push that agenda. And I think the one thing that I can certainly respect, uh, from Bernie Sanders is that, uh, he doesn't take money from them. And, uh, what I really like about this beer is that it is that super multi forward, which you don't necessarily get from most loggers, uh, that are uh, considered like domestic, uh, uh, highly distributed uh beers uh the the malt forwardness of this truly represents uh, i think what a lager is and should be and uh um just really well crafted
1: yeah i mean for me it's it's like um, a Budweiser or a MGD right but it's like you can tell it's more refined and more crafted if they were to put money yeah. back into the, the good beer that Miller used to make this is what it would be right like this yes. is like a very good brewer um, if you're branching out to the craft world another one that you could start with right it's a lager you're not branching that far out from your Pilsners your MGDs. this is going to be just
0: a little darker a little deeper flavor than what you're getting out of um, I, I, let, let me just say like a Budweiser you know um, like I guess you keep mentioning uh, Miller Genuine Draft, you know it's, that's it's real. that's what it reminds me of. Yes. Really close
1: to a GD, obviously better crafted and uh, better quality um, because the, you know they they mass produce that, right? This yeah. is a smaller batch than Miller's producing, and right? they, so and they getting... are
0: cheapening the beer on that side. You know, Miller Miller does that, and uh, again, I'm I'm not going to say too much about it. They they keep putting money into. Uh, back into our community, and uh, I thank them for that. But uh, the beer itself has sometimes taken a little hit. The one thing I will say positively about uh, Miller and the, uh, the the fine folks over at the, the Coors, uh, uh, you know, that whole conglomerate is that line and kugels uh, has, has maintained their uh, sort of individuality and their craftness uh, for the product. That just they just
1: owned out. for the profits. Correct. Right. It's
0: it's, it's a distribution thing mostly, uh, but it, it just ta- those beers still remain uh, sort of untouched as far as the, the recipes. And, and, and it's great. And Manaqua uh, brewing company, keep doing what you're doing. I absolutely love it. And uh, the 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 beer has uh, has absolutely shown through uh, uh, during these dark times.
1: Yeah, and if you want, again, go and check out Monacore Brewing Company, MonacoreBrewingCompany Check their social medias: Facebook, and, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to learn more about what-
0: Total Wine uh, sells their product, which is like the, the only place that I've seen uh, canned beers sold. Uh, so definitely go and buy them. I, you know, regardless of anything small business man um, if you want to keep tasting really good craft beer you're going to have to buy it a seat, gather round,
2: join us for a chat how many logos you have
0: alright everyone you know what that fucking sound means we're about to dive into a really tasty tale of uh, the old DUIs <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, hey, this one is truly uh, uh, ho daggy, if you oh, will. It's got the dag. <laughs> it's got the dag, baby. All right. We are up in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, where a man was arrested for his fourth offense, OWI, after being pulled over at what? A quick trip? Oh, my. This reminds God. me of a educator that uh, recently. <laughs> was... Anyway, so. Uh, A 50-year-old Rhinelander man was arrested for his fourth OWI on Friday. Uh, A Wisconsin state troop saw saw what he believed to be uh, drug paraphernalia in plain view in a vehicle at a quick trip. The driver of that vehicle admitted to smoking a little bit of Mary Jane. A little MJ. A little MJ. Not a big deal. uh, Just prior to pulling into that parking lot. So... The odor of intoxicants was detected from the suspect uh, and uh, a standardized field sobriety test was performed and uh, the man was subsequently arrested for his fourth OWI which tells me that the tests did not turn out in his favor nope Um, he's also facing charges of possession of drug paraphernalia open intoxicants liquor yep and endangering safety by being in possession of of a firearm while uh, under the influence. Hey, if there's one thing that we've taught you here in this show is uh you know, don't don't be stupid. What is the point? What are you doing? So let's regale this quest we got. Quick trip, weed. Yeah.
1: Open toxicans. Yep. Fifty year old man.
0: Firearm.
1: Fifty year old man too. Like that's that plays into it a little bit. Yeah. Fourth O W I um,
0: if there's anyone that uh, that shouldn't be doing all of this, it's a 50-year-old man. However, clearly we do still have uh, those individuals as, uh, you know... Uh, so
1: this one's an easy one to gauge for me because, you know, we got the number yeah. of OWIs. He's 50 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, in, he in failed the only, field sobriety test, but the only reason he got pulled over is because of an open. They saw some like a, a he, they bong or they something. They saw, yeah, a exactly. bong or dude, something. If he's
0: driving with a fucking bong, that's ridiculous. Dude, a bong, that's ridiculous. <laughs> ripping a ripping a
1: missile while yeah. freaking driving down the God freeway. God dang, dude! <laughs> Holy Just smokes. bubbles going, baby. Um, but I think I got a number for this one. I mean, fifty fourth up to O W I kind of OWI, it says it all, right? I mean, this guy's been a he's been around for a while. And yeah. only four in that, that amount of time, which you know, I am lucky enough I haven't had one. But yeah, you know, for that amount of time to only have four in his fifties, you know, he didn't get pulled over for swerving or driving reckless. It's just that he was high and he had a couple open intoxicants, couple
0: couple road sodas open. And you could see something uh drug related and and the state trooper was keen to that. You know, paid hey, attention and, and saw that See ya Hey, put your fucking bong away, bro Put it in the um, glove box you put, Jesus <laughs> Christ <laughs> Spill water all over your important documents <laughs> Right um, The one thing I will say is uh, It's not easy for me on this one No, I I'm, I, I, I'm, I think I got a number I, I'm, I'm not drawing good. A, a, a an easy number here you not I have an idea but I mean,
1: my, mine's pretty low, to be honest I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not, not super low. low You're not low? No I'm pretty low
0: well, you know he's, what? he's not reckless. Now right? that now that you tell me this, it makes sense. So let's, on three, on your count of three, sure. let's go ahead and, and, and just pop our number right away. So,
1: three, two, one, four. six.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was thinking. You definitely that, influenced my number.
1: Yeah. You know, the guy's 50 years old. He wasn't swerving, wasn't causing any public harm, but at the same time, he's intoxicated. B- beer bong, a bong, whatever he's ripping in there. Um, ripping missiles, you know whatever whatever you're doing. Um, I think he's lower on the scale. You know, fourth WI, yeah. fifty years old. I I think he has some tolerance. I, I I think he's driving just fine. I think this officer's like, oh hey, pipe or bong or whatever, and he pulled him over, right? Yeah, yeah. and and you, the guy you was stupid it. about it. I mean, the guy's a dumbass on top of it, but I, right. I I don't think he was like that intoxicated. So I think a six local translated well, and
0: I think that that's actually a really good point to make is that um, if you have. Let's let's just meet in the middle five. Yeah, if you if you're at a five loco, uh, you can definitely make a uh, a ridiculous error of, you know, uh, having a roach right out in front of everybody, you know. Um, Freaking
1: cheech over there, exactly a roach with a like roach. a f- with
0: a um, the tongs, you know, the, or what do they little, call it? Tweezers, little tweezers. Sorry, tongs.
1: <laughs> tongs. <laughs> Mini, fucking full grill tongs, smoking, ripping a little um, cheech.
0: Whoops, <laughs> I've been grilling a lot lately. Clap them tongs, haven't. baby. <laughs> if, you, if you if you haven't gathered that yet, I have been grilling a lot lately. Uh, in fact, that was brought on by our brother over at uh, it's Wisconsin. You know. Uh, I've been grilling a lot of Johnsonville. Really, you've been going back to the JV, and I and I don't I don't love they're Johnsonville, not bad, but the the brats that I have been seeing at festival and uh, hey no no uh, no harm meant here, but the the brats that I've been seeing at festival haven't been good lately. But their stock on Johnsonville, I'm not bad. I'm seeing them looking good. I actually, you know, like I said, like
1: when you got when you got a family coming over, dude, some of their brats are pretty good.
0: And I'm only looking at the five pack. Oh, you I'm are, always okay. looking at five You're not packs. Not looking at the
1: big dog. Where it's the box with like. 20 I never of get them? like. Yeah, no? okay. I don't
0: go. I don't go bulk on it because it's just myself and my wife and. You know, and Maisie gets a couple brats every I mean, once in a while. But I like,
1: I like a finely crafted brat, right? When like, yeah. when it's just me eating them, or you know, maybe one of the kids are eating them. I always get a finely crafted brat. Like I'll spend a little more. But when I got family coming over, the Jvilles do the trick, and yeah. they're pretty. When they're pretty tasty.
0: When it's your son's birthday or something, or or, or uh, any of your kids' birthdays, it's like you you get a big you know family pack, and you're good to go. Hey, buddy,
1: here's a dog. And you Just throw in their bun. E- exactly. Buns Have just, a
0: sausage. <laughs> throw in their bun and get out of here. So, for some reason, we're now. East coasters, but (laughs) yeah, what I will say is that, you know, it's Wisconsin, you know, the pocket brat, it's catching on, man. I actually uh, revised it a little bit. I put it into a Ziploc and I put it in my desk drawer Oh, and then like all of a sudden 10 o'clock hits and guess what, man, you suck coffee's over and I'm sucking a fucking brat. I actually had a coworker (laughs) look at me the other day and I was like. Holy smokes. We didn't exchange are words. You, look,
1: you don't look someone in the eye when you she have a brat. Looked,
0: she looked me in the eye and saw me with a zip block <laughs> of a brat. No bun, no condiment, just brat.
1: Never look anyone in the eye when they have a brown in, <laughs> in between their teeth. <laughs> all
0: right. Is that a brat in your uh, file cabinet or are you just happy to see me?
1: Mm, it's a brat in the file cabinet. So, all right, Eric, we saw on the gavel we got five local on this one. All right, today we're here with Kevin from noggin Brewing. Uh, Kevin, how you doing? i'm doing great how are you not too bad we're glad to have you on today uh thanks for taking the time i know it's labor day weekend super when we're recording excited. this episode so we're super excited to have you super
0: excited i <laughs> well, appreciate being here guys
1: yeah so can you tell me a little bit about the uh, um the brewery and how you guys did the name as well yeah
3: sure um so i think we're by definition uh, a true nano brewery um we have a two barrel system um and and six different fermentation tanks so we uh, uh are quite small we're tap room only we don't do any distribution yet um but that allows us the flexibility being so small batch that we do just a huge array of beers so uh to date we've probably done close to 200 different beers uh, since being Holy open
1: how. uh awesome. yeah
3: since since being open we uh we, we change we tell people all the time it's like every weekend you come in it's going to be a new tap list
0: or, or <laughs> something awesome. will be new
3: yeah, so it's uh it's been exciting. It's been uh, fun to bring um, just tons of new styles and flavors to the local community here, and get people's feedback and hear what they want. And you know, being so small, we we take that feedback seriously, and we, we'll go brew something for them. So absolutely, um, it's really fun to be small and connected the way we are right now.
0: And, and honestly, I can't I can't even say how important that is. I think to uh, the, the, the whole sort of small batch kind of brewing or nano brewing because um, your clientele is literally telling you exactly what they want. Um, yeah, and, and that's exactly. amazing.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a really um, unique connection uh, when you're connecting with consumers on that level. It's very different than than large batch, you know, six packs, 12 packs going to a store. It's, you know, we're getting the immediate feedback every day from our customers. So it's, it's, it's really fun and exciting.
1: Awesome. And yeah, so uh, the R R Noggin name, um, how did you guys come up with the cool name? Sure.
3: So uh, (laughs) R Noggin was started by me, my brother, and my dad, uh, who are all still involved today. Um, And really, me and my brother were the brewers uh, historically. Uh, My dad was just more of a financial guy uh, to kind of help us figure out all that fun piece of the business. But um, as we sat down and started thinking about a name, um, you know, it was one of those things where we wanted it to be uh, something a little bit different, but also kind of do a play on words because we, we're, we're kind of fun. We like doing fun stuff with names. We like doing fun stuff with our art. and So we wanted our name to kind of reflect a little bit of that. And so it really is just a play on, you know, our noggin is really just the R is short for, <laughs> O-U- for, for O-U-R. Nice. It's our heads. It's our heads coming together to brew beer. Um, and I think we talked a little bit about that a second ago, just, you know, when we talk about our heads, yeah, it started off as, as me and Jeff, but... Uh, it's really everyone, you know, Household, everyone that yeah. comes in and says, Hey, brew, I want you to brew something like this or something like that. And so we put our heads together and we'll, we'll brew the beer. Um, and so that play on words has really gone into uh, a lot of what we do from a marketing perspective in terms of how we like to keep it uh, what we call Crayola dark, um, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, and fun.
1: yeah. 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 Um,
3: you know a little edgy and a lot of you know hidden messages and stuff and i love uh, it. if you ever come if you get a chance to come to tap room you'll notice that we're we're a product of the 80s um and so a lot of our artwork and a lot of our naming schemes you'll see a lot of references to either old cartoons or old movies and things like that and we just like to twist them around and, and uh and make them unique to us so
0: are you uh, are you at all into like the old 80s kind of synth pop stuff
3: um, no, not necessarily. More okay. uh, what I would consider 80s horror and 80s. Oh, 80s. oh yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, so uh, one of yes, our main sir. beers, we do, have a, we do have a main beer that sticks around more often than not, uh, is our Cremale. Um And that one, if you come, if you've ever seen the movie Critters, you know, yes, one, two, three, or four, um, that whole label and everything is, is based on that movie Critters. So, um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we do the horror stuff, and then we also do, like, we have some... Um, uh, scooby-doo references in there and and velma mystery machine
0: and, uh, and velma yeah. yeah
3: the master machine and and daphne she uh she hangs out at our brewery um, cool she's in a lot of she's in a lot of our artwork i'll so. tell
0: you what daphne probably easily is is that one one of those initial kind of <laughs> um figures that uh that young males can sort of align with right yeah absolutely hey, i think so
1: i can't get the daphne dude i'm going straight I'm going Velma. I'm going Velma. Yeah. Right. Velma. <laughs> so, I so, love it. So, you
3: know, if you, if you look at a lot of our artwork, um, you know, the, the girl in all of our artwork is usually wearing a rabbit head. It's Daphne. Um,
0: yeah. In, awesome. in,
3: in all of our artwork, just wearing a rabbit head. So
1: super cool. And then I know before we let you go, I know obviously you're changing beers all the time, but, uh, is there something we need to keep an eye out for, for a new good brew coming up?
3: You know, that's a good question. We, um, you know, I'd like to say you know. Right now, I would say watch Facebook the most for the most part because we're okay. always okay, perfect. We're always posting what's coming and what's next. We do have our anniversary party coming up, um, October fifteenth. Uh, we're going to be releasing a handful of new beers. We're targeting at least five um, new beers coming up for the anniversary party. Sick, um, which should be a lot of fun. And then really our big one every year is our um, our, our bourbon barrel aged uh, Russian Imperial uh, that comes out. That comes out Christmas time every year. Uh, last year, our bail our, our barrel uh, failed on us, and so we didn't have it last year. So it's been on a two-year hiatus. Um, but I'm actually headed into the brewery uh, actually tomorrow to do all
0: the bottling. So this is like that. a revitalization but, of it. Yeah.
3: So this will be this will be the um, the third release of it. Um, it comes in anywhere between fourteen and sixteen awesome. percent. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic beer and, and it's one i look forward to every year it's probably the one thing that i look forward to every year is, is that beer yes um and so i would say keep an eye out for that one that's the big one for us every year
1: great kevin thank you so much and uh yeah you already covered the events which we we're gonna go over which yes. is awesome um so yeah. so we're gonna ask you before you leave obviously we do the uh, how wisconsin are you segment um it's about eight questions just random uh to find okay. out how wisconsin are you and uh, they're just fun they're not crazy just so you know okay yeah All right. So the first one I got for you, um, when it comes to beer brats, is there our noggin beer uh, we need to try to uh, make a beer brat with?
3: Absolutely. I would say use a beer that we have called Tan Cans. It's a mango habanero blonde That's what I use every time, and it's fantastic. Put a few onions in there and let the the brat soak in there. Fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah, you get a little spice from that habanero. That sounds amazing. Yes. That would be absolutely great. Um, Have you... Ever milked a cow?
3: I have,
1: yes.
0: Holy yes. cow. What the heck has yes. been going on lately? This is crazy. I love it. I love the fact that <laughs> we're finding awesome. everybody that's milked a cow.
1: <laughs> that's insane. And so I guess the next one then for me, um, have you ever been to Summerfest? And uh, do you have a memorable concert you saw there if you have been there?
3: Uh, yeah, I used to go to Summerfest every year. Um, I'd go multiple times a year. I love yeah. live music and live shows. God. um you know, and, and my music just for me personally goes goes across the board. So I'd say I have two concerts that were really stuck out to me. Um, first one would be that um, Seven Dust. Now I don't know, a lot of people probably don't know Seven that. Dust. You I know, love Seven Dust. D- yeah, Dijon, were, Dijon, man, that guy's just, awesome vocals. It was just a wild concert. Um, and then the second one was Motley Crue. I saw Motley oh, Crue about six, <laughs> year, about six or seven years ago now. The Crue. And tell you that I'm a product of the 80s. Um, yeah, it was the one band really from the eighties that I never got to see live, and so it was my first time seeing them live. And Tommy Lee was on the drums, and it was just insane. Yeah, Sounds awesome. Tommy
0: Lee is a is an absolute sick percussionist. I, yes. I absolutely love everything he has to do, uh, and I love his story more so than anything. I yeah. think. I, I mean, uh, he's such a cool guy. Um, now, with uh, with winter looming, uh, I don't want to bring it on too quickly. I'm sorry. Uh, it is still <laughs> September here, but. Uh, have you ever operated a snowblower? Yes,
3: uh, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, I have. I think living in Wisconsin my entire life, uh, I don't think you can get by without a snowblower.
0: It's almost like a um, a, a rite of passage. It uh, is. You, <laughs> it really you teach is. you teach the one next to you uh, how to operate the chute and the drive and and you know all the all the things and. Uh, yep. um, now, I bonus points to... here if if you've operated a uh, Aaron's snowblower.
3: I actually have. So Jeff, my brother, has an errands, um, Sweet. and so he used he used to live directly across the street from me. So I would always just go over there and borrow his.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I think I, I my errands is uh I think it's a twenty eight, uh, but it's it's absolutely amazing. I love it, and uh, it is literally as Wisconsin as it comes. <laughs> when you yeah, see 100%, 100%. me swearing in the morning just clearing my driveway and getting a blast of snow in the face because I didn't turn the chute the way it was supposed to with the, <laughs> with the wind blowing. I love yep. it. Yep.
1: So, yep.
0: All right, so the next one I got
1: for you, um, Supper Clubs. Uh, you're in the Kenosha area. Do you have a Supper Club you recommend to our listeners go and check
2: out?
3: Oh, Supper Club. I'm trying to remember the name of the place. Uh, me and my wife go out there a couple times every summer. It's out. Just past Geneva, right on Lake Como, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh
0: yeah, um, man, I know exactly which one you're talking yeah. about. Um, well, we,
3: go, we go there three or four times, and the names—I'm just drawing a blank on
1: once. the
0: name. Uh, yes, I—I I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, it, it's one of my favorite as well. Yeah, you—we were just talking about that in on one of the episodes recently. on one on one of the ones recently. Village.
3: Yeah, I would say if Village I can't remember Supper the name, Club. Look it up and uh, check it out out there. It's it's one of the best supper clubs right on the water. Uh, you can actually sit with your toes in the water and drink. They'll come <laughs> out and serve you drinks. So it's, yeah, it's pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah, the village uh, is right in uh, uh, in Delavan area. It's on Delavan Lake, and then there's also Hobnob. I think in uh, in the Racine area. Yeah, uh,
3: Hobnob. That's uh, North Kenosha. Yep. Um Right before you get into Racine, that's also a really good one. You know, that one to me from a price perspective is a little more pricey, but we do go there maybe, you know, once a year for a nice dinner. Yeah, great, yeah. views, great views of Lake Michigan if you sit at the bar.
1: Awesome. All right. Yeah. Eric, you got another one for him? Otherwise, wow. I got a couple more. Why don't you hit him, man? Yeah. Sure. So uh, have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game, or all three, which is the trifecta?
3: <laughs> I have done the trifecta, and interestingly oh, enough, nice. I, was just, uh, I was just at the Brewers game last night. We took a bus up there with a bunch of people. and Oh, uh, nice. And tailgated and partied and, and saw the game last night so that's a yeah, so you know, like you know, little, little rough this morning but uh yeah it was a it's
1: a great hey. time but yeah i've done all three you're in good company because we're both a little rough this morning
0: i'm a little haggard today so <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you what i definitely had my fair share of uh of beverages last night and uh these episodes uh that are coming out <laughs> in the next coming weeks are going to be authentic as hell <laughs>
1: So I got one more question before we let you go. And this is always the hardest one to ask because it, it's so crazy. I mean, besides our noggin, is there a brewery tour, a brewery or tap room? And it doesn't have to be in Wisconsin that you recommend our listeners go and check out.
3: Um, You know, my, honestly, um, I'm going to give two. So from a tour perspective, if you haven't been down to Chicago, down to, and I always pronounce their name a little wrong, but Lagunitas.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Oh my gosh, the tour down there is is fantastic. The whole experience down there is fantastic, from the minute you enter the door to the time you leave. Um, you know they they've really spared no expense in making it such a unique and interesting experience. And so, from a tour perspective, absolutely um, do that if you haven't done it. We've actually taken bus tours out of and, um down there with a bunch of uh, our customers just to take them down to that tour with them. And so, it's something we highly recommend. Um, from a tap room perspective, if you if you get to Michigan, uh, Old Nation is probably uh, top five for me uh, when it comes to both beer tap room people. Um, it, it's really some some really great uh, products coming out of that tap room, and so you can pick it up here in Wisconsin. I believe they started distributing here um, just recently in the last few months. So if you want to try it before you go, um, absolutely do that. But if you have if you get a chance to go over there, I would definitely recommend it.
1: Awesome.
0: Kevin? Yeah. Uh, Lagunita something, something, is it something special or something that's like a that? Good, that's a great beer. Little, so good.
1: That is a good one. A little, yes. little something or something little, like that? Yeah, that's a really oh, good beer. Oh, my God. That, that is them. so that's good. Their, that's their ale, little something ale. That's a yeah, really tasty. Yeah, I
0: love it. I, do, I really do.
1: But, Kevin, yeah. thank you so much for taking your time out of your Sunday to come on the show. Uh, yeah. We really appreciate yeah, it. And uh, we can't wait to get down there. And uh, maybe one of these days we can do a little tour and uh, talk more beer and history with you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys.
0: All right, perfect. Bye. You have a great rest of your Sunday, and we will talk soon.
3: All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. All Thank right. you.
0: Bye. All right, bye.